Bam! I'm finally bringing more to this table than my sense of humor that no one really likes or get. Oh, I think everyone likes your sense of humor. <laughs> well, I'm finally contributing to this podcast via bringing the guests. And look at this. We made Lads Unfiltered history by having our first female voice on this podcast. By the way, don't tap the table. <laughs> That's our number one rule. Yeah. Uh, our guest today is a Ontario school teacher. And as you may know, we've been talking a lot about this sex ed curriculum and Mr. Doug Ford being a complete asshole and a prune, trying to dial back the hands of time to the 1980s. Or what was it, like 1700s not Protestants and all that shit. But basically, she's a good friend of mine. I've known her forever. Yeah, forever, ever? Forever. Yeah. So she's here to kind of, you know, present her point of view. Like, she's not representing anyone. It's just like we want to hear from, you know, the teacher's yeah. side versus our side. We want to hear from someone a little bit or a lot more educated than we are. Hey, <laughs> think about this. Who would have thought 15 episodes ago we're going to legitimately get guests talking about real issues? I mean, we have people <laughs> with actual credentials showing up and wanting to talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> and actually doing homework. Man, we're going to start to have to take ourselves more seriously. Yeah. We're going to have to get that sponsor eventually. Yeah, I think so. After this one, we're going to have a bunch of like left-wing sponsorships, yeah. liberal, yeah. you know, Kathleen yeah. Wynn doing this re-election. <laughs> Maybe we can get the teachers' union to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, due to uh, the sensitive topic, we're not going to throw out her name, but, you know, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine every all of our listen. You don't even... Actually, you actually know... Probably all the listeners that listen to this <laughs> podcast. Which is why I'm nervous now. No, nah, don't worry about it. Um, they haven't even been on. Most of them haven't been on. Are we, are we trying to guilt trip them right now? Pack <laughs> your bags for a guilt trip, people. Yeah. But, you know, how do we meet? We met in school. I think grade five. Yeah. And we hated each other. Hate is a strong word. Hate is a strong hate, word. No, we really hated each other. I think all of grade six, we bullied each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Picked on each other. <laughs> I um, think it was one way. No, oh. it was both ways. <laughs> yeah. oh. I said, wait, wait, were you mean to me? Is that what you're no, saying? No, you're mean to me. <laughs> no, 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 you're mean to me. So you guys are both equally mean to each other. Yes. Showing true equality. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then grade eight? No, I think no. in grade seven. You know what? To be honest, I'm probably the person I am today because of you. Whoa, whoa. What a heartfelt moment. I know, I've never heard this in like 20 years. No, it's for real. Like, you're, I remember the time that you called me while I was watching, this is grade seven, while I was watching Hockey Night in Canada. And you got, yeah, you called me out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, yo, what's up? No, I clearly didn't say yo, what's up, because I wasn't that cool. But I said hi. (laughs) And then you're calling. And do you remember what you're calling about? No, I, it depends. What, what are you going to say next? No, no, tell me. What no, do you think I, I'm going to talk about? I don't think it was grade 7. Was it grade 7? It grade, was grade 7. Grade 8. No, grade 7. Really? Yeah. I called you first. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, from what I remember, you called me first. And you wanted to get to know my friend. No, that's false. <laughs> it's actually the other way around. I had no, no interest in girls. That oh, is where... You had no interest in girls? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
that is where you helped me shape the man I am today. Oh, I could have been bad and on the other team. Oh. <laughs> oh, but really? you went and called me and told me that a girl liked me. I'm like, oh shit, all right, cool. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's how it went down. Oh, oh yeah, it's slowly going back to me now. Yeah, right. It's like the Celine Dion song, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you know, that, that's how we kind of develop our friendship. A lot of you know, love hate moments. Yeah, my love for my friend was enough for me to get over my hatred for you. Yeah. <laughs> to call you and be like, hey, yeah. guess what? Hey, that's how alliances were built back in the day. I mean, <laughs> one person, like, you know, is smitten with the other person, bam, alliance formed. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking my scotch. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's how it went, you know. You, you got, taught me how to talk to girls. Look what gentleman are you? You are now. Yeah, look, I have a baby. It is, so it works, right? You have a wife. I have a wife. Let's state that one first. You ain't no baby daddy, alright? I'm a baby, I'm a legitimate baby yeah. daddy. So, you know, to that, I thank you. So, cheers. Oh my gosh, wow. You're welcome. Oh, cheers, cheers. 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 But yeah, Andrew knew, you guys knew each other. In high school, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, probably not as close as me and her. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. and this is the first time we're sitting here talking. Probably, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yes. Yeah. If you say it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be hella fun. That's why I bought this bottle of scotch. Oh. Actually, this is very. This was one of the most more anticipated episodes. In turn, oh, shit, I'm just throwing more weight on you. I know, I know, I'm like, I just the pressure. No, it's not that, you're, you know, you're our first, like, female guest, yeah. you know, you bring legitimacy to this topic that we've yeah. been kind of talking about. It's so legitimate that we have ourselves an away game, we're in, we're in your house right yeah, now. Yeah, we're on location. Like, Jesus. This is a nice place. Bringing legitimacy to this operation. Okay, first of all, <laughs> her husband said to get us beer. For this podcast. Oh. You know, no other guests have ever bought us shit. None. That's your sponsorship. God, we've been pushing everything. Like, today we're going to push the Glen Fittage. <laughs> Glen Fittage. Cast, yeah. Cast collection. Single malt scotch whiskey. You know. What else do we know about this? It's sweet, you said. It's sweet. It's good. It's an airport, you know, duty-free blend. So it's probably not the best of the best. There's a story behind this. It's too long. Uh, it's a lot of plastic on the bottle. and Yep, so basically I tell you this is not the greatest thing, but we're drinking it anyways. Uh, thank my mom for it. Uh, thank you, Glenn Fittage, for the future sponsorship. Uh, truckload to my address, I'll give you. You <laughs> Just, really want the truckload of it? <laughs> not this one, though. But <laughs> give me the 18. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, just the 12. That'd be good. <laughs> but... Did we even talk about... Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to get into the sex ed education. Oh, you had a little pause there yeah. after the sex. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Finish. Finish. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, this is... Uh, we're, we're talking on... We're doing this podcast on August 26th. Uh, crazy news came by the other couple days ago. What happened? Um, Doug Ford put out a statement saying that, um, basically pressuring teachers to, like, do their job come September and basically forcing us to go abide by the old 
um, health curriculum. And I think it was sort of a response to what our EDFO um, representative Sam Hamano was saying about like how we should be supporting equity mm -hmm. and inclusion and not to go backwards. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, in a way, I kind of see both sides of the story. I could see why, from the government's perspective, they have to they have to come down hard because our union sort of forced them into a corner. Mm. But at the same time, I don't think it's healthy for the government to be pitting parents against teachers because that's not a good relationship. The whole, in order for students to succeed, we need that partnership with parents, and he's really pushing us apart and making, really making our job, I guess. I don't know what the word to use. I've heard this many times on Twitter because I've been trying to keep up to date there. But just um, really undermining our professionalism. And it's 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 insulting. It's it's Your judgment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we and I think the thing is, because everyone has gone to school, they think that they know what it's like to be a teacher. Or that There are a lot of dumbasses though in the world. It's I so myself true. might be grouped in there, but <laughs> they're very like so called educated people. Yeah, who just sort of have a view and they don't understand that being a teacher is not just being, I guess because they see a lot of teachers as liberal, it's not just being liberal, it's representing and like, you know, fighting for a lot of voices that aren't being heard. And it's unfortunately with the way it is now, we're trying to cover so many voices and we're not letting everyone talk. So it's like, as teachers, we're trying to bring that to the table and equalize the playing field for everyone. And some people just see themselves as victims and they only see their point of view and they want to fight for their point of view and it makes it hard for us when all we're trying to do is not show or not advocate for only one, but to show our students that you can have, or you need to be critical and that you can have multiple point of view and we need to be respectful of that. But we can't be respectful and we can't learn about these different point of views if we can't talk about it. So the one thing that I think uh, the Ford government is really um, talking about these days is that they don't want teachers using students as pawns in their political agenda. So they know that you know, teachers want to, you know, promote um, quality and they want to, basically they want to avoid people kind of grandstanding on this, um, the new curriculum and kind of cheating what they want to put in place. Now, at the same time, the Ontario government is also using students as a political pawn, yeah. right? But it's not really about the students. It's about getting both and staying in power. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, we all know that this was a hot button topic during the election. Right. For what other reason than to get the votes of those, you know, those narrow minded communities and parents that, you know, they don't want their kids to learn about certain things. Yeah. My question is. What is included in the new curriculum or like the previously updated curriculum that is different from the old one? Like what are people upset about? Yeah. What, what are like. The top three. Top three. I think, like, people aren't upset about consent or cyberbullying or um, all that, you know, 21st century stuff. Mm. I think what they're upset about is, like, having such an open platform for LGBTQ rights. Mm. And it's like, what people don't know is that in the health curriculum, you know, it says that we're supposed to be inclusive and, yeah. and um, accepting and we learn about different agendas and, and I've been trying to, like, as I'm researching, I'm trying to find out what people are against and there's this website, I'm not even going to, like, talk about it because I don't want anybody to search it because it's so, it's so stupid. I've never read something more biased and ill-informed ever and it's just, reading it was infuriating for me because 
there's so much misconceptions. Like, the curriculum is written in such an open uh, and inviting way that you can sort of let the students guide you. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that this parent or this person wrote it uh, was so narrow-minded and had took it to such an extreme measure. It was just hard to go through. Um, but, but basically, they're saying how, like, one big one was how they don't, Lot, even on a mom's group recently, I saw, I think it got deleted because I tried to search it up today and I couldn't find it. This mom was saying how she understands um, that, you know, uh, she's accepting or she's trying to be accepting of, you know, LGBTQ, but she doesn't think that gender is a social construct. And that for me was like, I, you know, I don't understand. Like even look, think back when we were in high school, we have transgender people, right? Like it wasn't a phase. It wasn't... Um, a, like you know, a moment that they're just gonna quote get over. Yeah, they are still transgender people today. So it's just I feel like for all these parents saying you know oh it's so confusing when you know teachers are telling their students that you can choose to be a you know you could you could be a girl or you could be a boy but that's not what we're saying we're not saying to our students you can be a girl you can be a boy we're just saying some that people out there um, were born with a certain sex but feel like they are a different gender. Mm -hmm. And so they are con they're already confused, regardless of whether we tell them or not, but we're just putting it out there so that yeah. people who are straight and sigh, like they know that it's out there, that it's not just their own perspectives. And like, I hate to go back to your example of you sending me that picture of <laughs> the gay couple. So he, so Lincoln was uh, looking at some parenting thing and researching about, yeah. or learning about what to expect for the first month of, um, of um, can I say his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby's, baby's development. And he had forwarded me this picture, which I was really confused about. Like, why are you showing me this this thing? But it's, I didn't notice it at first, but he sent it to me because he saw um, it, what we assume is two gay dads and an adopted black baby. Um, and so if he, he's not adopted, they need to call the fucking police. <laughs> but anyway, so he sends it to me, and I'm not really sure why. And I didn't notice it at first, yeah. but then he goes to explain... You know why? Why are these parenting sites pushing their agenda on me? Is that what's is that? No, no. I'm just yeah. saying, like the the. It seems like a lot of companies and a lot of like websites and such are pushing this. Not there's like an agenda. They're, they're, they they want to say there's a way to be inclusive to not be over inclusive. You know what I'm saying? Because there's like okay, for, in that situation, it could be like okay, you know, you're a new parent, you're new parent that recently adopted a kid you might be same sex so like especially gay couple it's hard right it's like for a woman they can breastfeed a baby to kind of comfort the baby that's kind of the stuff but it's like there's different items that you have to deal with in terms of like being in a gay couple that's adopting a new kid right me as a more man i feel like an idiot saying like a normal i can't use the word normal because people are gonna shit on me and say you can't call call yourself normal and they're not normal, but more again, no one listens to this. That's <laughs> bad, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like more in terms of like a with female and male relationship, trying to get an idea of and feel of what development is like. And when I see that, it doesn't piss me off. It's just I find it kind of not funny, but when you see it, it's like wow. You, you notice, notice it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's manufactured, right? Yeah, it is manufactured. That's the thing. Like, even, like, Scotia Bank had one where it's, like, two gay men. How come it's always gay? Why is it always a gay men that's doing it? You don't see 
like a lesbian. Well, actually, you do see a couple of lesbians. I was going to say, if maybe you don't notice it. Because when you look at two women with a baby, you're thinking, oh, they're sisters. They're helping each other out. You don't think couple. Like, when you... Uh, that's, no, a, that's a very good point. Yeah. I guess it's, so. it's your own perspective. <laughs> yeah. You don't... For you, which is... I don't, like, mean to, you know... But, like, mm-hmm. when you're... When your first reaction is, oh my god, two two gay guys, you know? I feel like... And then you were no, saying... No, no. the po- Hold on. Hold I don't, on. Sorry. Okay, you can finish your fuck talk first. Okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to um, <clears throat> point out that, like, how you noticed a gay couple. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of um, LGBTQ couples don't get represented in the mm-hmm. media. And so when they... they All they see is straight. And you've seen straight, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the one picture that you saw of the gay couple, it kind of... Um, it kind of made you go, oh, right? It made you think. Whereas, like, other populations, other groups are not represented. And so it's really nice for them to see themselves represented in these groups. Like, yeah. to be seen as, like you said, normal. That to see, like, I go through these parenting things too. I, whether I adopted my, my sibling's kid because of, you know, they could, whatever, for whatever reason. They're two white men. But it anyway, yes. I just think, no matter whatever their circumstances are, it's really amazing to see yourself represented. And I think, I, I hate to like change topics here, but with the whole, you know, um, crazy rich Asians thing, yeah. there's a lot of media attention and a lot of It's like um, Black Panther. Pop, yes. Okay, we don't get it. a superhero, but we get motherfucking like rich ass Asians. Yeah. I can't even relate to that. Black people can be like athletic, super speedy, and it can be a Black Panther. Yo, you know, like that whole X across the chest? I can't throw cash up into money like that. (laughs) I gotta pick up that shit. But at least we're like, we're getting a voice now. We're getting a platform. We're getting recognition. And it's nice. Like, if you look at the media, I don't know if you guys have been following that either, but the media attention and the, the responses on Twitter about how. Like, people go into the movie and they cry because they're like, oh my god, like, I can hear, I can see myself in the movie, I can see my story. The poor version, though. But it doesn't matter. (laughs) The point is that we see ourselves represented, and for once, we don't have an accent. For once, we're not the stereotypical, you know, computer geek Mm. that is, you know, um, in the background, that we're not, you know, we, we're actually playing a positive role. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know, and we're, we're playing, I guess, the hero of the movie, you know, yeah. for once. So it's kind of nice to see that, and it's very rewarding, and I think it's great that we're, you know, we're heading in that direction. That's yeah. great for you guys. All we have is Tyler Perry. You got fucking Black Panther, <laughs> okay, man. What do you want? Fine. But also, I got <laughs> like, <laughs> with media, too, there's, there's always been uh, more of a, um, like, a black presence. Yeah. It's, it's always you know why it's because it's, it's cool man that, that word always because like <laughs> okay we're gonna we're gonna come back to this black press uh, influence there but I want to say is is it because we're supposed to not acknowledge the fact that it's a gay couple no it's the point is to show it more often so that it becomes a norm I personally see it because I follow a different completely different. Uh, Facebook feed than you do. It doesn't matter. They're no. seeping into our no. feed. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's so normal that it, I don't even flinch when I see it. And and that's the point. I to represent. Mm, I don't know. You you took a screen cap and you sent it to me. You did more than flinch. I, I also received it. <laughs> <laughs> you sent it to two people. No, he sent it to our entire group. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I wonder what you guys said in that group. 
I just said that no one responded to me. <laughs> See, everyone else thinks it's normal. I, I responded. What I, was your response? I said they're they're just one guy in a wheelchair away from like completing the trifecta. The, the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. You got minorities. You got like gays. You got you need someone with a disability in there. That's and, like, true. You complete the manufactured media picture <laughs> yeah. of what a modern family is supposed to be like. What what I'm only joking. No, what it would need is like. One of the partners slightly depressed in the background, you know. Hey, man. Yo. I'm really biting my tongue here. Postpartum depression does not just hit women. It can also hit men. I know. And depression in general. Mental health is just everywhere. Yeah, we're not too skilled in that one. But the main thing is, it's like, it's not fine. It's more like, yeah, I understand where it's coming from. This is the norm. And to be honest, when we first saw... When we first went to high school and we first saw transgender there, you gotta admit, we were kind of curious. Of course, because we never, we, we grew up in Scarborough. Yeah. Tiny little school, 99% Asian. Yeah. Like, we were never exposed to that, but that's the point. We grew up in this, in this community where we were not exposed to it, and we didn't, we didn't talk about it, we didn't learn about it, so when we finally saw it, we were like, whoa. Yeah. Like, what is this? Right? But, but if we teach it in schools... And we talk about how normal it yeah. is, then they don't grow up with this perception that it's weird or that yeah, it's yeah. abnormal or that they're, they're discriminated against or that they should be treated unfairly or that whatever. We see them as that's just the way the world is. Yeah. Just like how we see each other and there's Asians and we see each other and there's yeah. blacks. You know, it's but just, I thought like in terms of like, I never treated him any different. In ter- well, you'll acknowledge it and you're kind of questioning like, hey, is it true? Kind of stuff the first couple of weeks and then when you find out it's yeah. true... Like, this person but, ended up working at No Frills when we were working there together. And one a lot, of them. Yeah, one of them. They ended up working there. And for me, because I've been so accustomed to it, and it's so normal to me, I wasn't surprised. Like, I can see where it's coming from, like, the first time. They're, they're shocked, right? A lot of people are shocked. And they're like, oh, how does it work? Like, what washroom do they go into it? Yeah, for me, after seeing it for two years, it's kind of been normal. What I'm saying is, like, I'm, on, I'm on your side. I'm on for. I'm just saying that it takes the gradual process, which is what's happening right now. It's a gradual process, and these people are so, you know, dumb to it that it's crazy. Right now, what what am I supposed to say? Like, no, there's no gay people. Like, I've always accepted the fact that there's gay people. Think about it. As an Asian culture, we had a lot of like HK pop star that grew, like, came out as a gay, like, gay pop stars, right? Like, we're kind of used to it. Like, we, we. in, in a sense, like, we know that there's gay people out there. They know that yeah. they like men. But you're talking about your understanding of it as, you know, a teenager or whatever, where your, your ability to process it is a little bit, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think now what we're, what the curriculum is all about and what the debate is all about is they're trying to teach this to kids at a younger age, yeah. at a much younger age, when you don't really understand shit. You don't understand anything. Right? It, I remember, like, you know, if I would, uh, was growing up or whatever and watching a TV show or whatever... And there was like a man dressed as a woman or something or whatever. <laughs> Miss, like Delphire. It's like, even if I saw that in public, you know what my reaction is? I would laugh. Yeah. I would laugh. I think it was funny. Right? When I'm a little kid. Yeah. Right? So that's due to a lack of understanding. And it only gets worse as you kind of get older, mm-hmm. too. Um, if you're not challenged. If you're not, if you're not right. challenged and if, you're not, if, you, if you don't get that education mm-hmm. to know that, okay, yeah. this is normal, here's what's going on. But I'm wondering, though, like, let's say... One of our friends come out as a transgender, and they're transitioning, right? Do you want to place any bets on who's going to be? 
But I mean, in terms of that, like when it happens, you know, we're gonna accept the person. You know, the way they're saying like this is happening, but it's not. But um, but it's still gonna be. You know, there's still gotta be a moment where it's like, oh, okay, yeah. You don't quite know how to how to deal with it. But the problem is, is just like, are they saying like we don't want or? I assume it's the conservatives or the more so conservative parents that are more concerned with introducing them to these ideas are they concerned with the fact that these kids are going to start thinking they're the opposite sex yes I think that's where some of the parents are concerned about talking about like well why are we talking to these kids who don't even know what gender means telling them that you can choose but it's not that we could like we're telling them you can choose we're saying that it is out there Mm -hmm. and that if you feel that that is your case that you are safe here mm-hmm. to be that person and be who you are and that that you will be loved kind of thing like that you are supported and you mm-hmm. will you know and being like making that safe space for them and like going back to your washroom like which washroom do they use and that's the thing that we want to talk about is when we start at a very young age it just becomes norm that whenever wherever you go now even now they already started it whether you whether you notice or not with these um, accessibility things or universal design where you have a ramp and the wheelchair can use it and now you will appreciate putting using being able to use your stroller having a oh, like, shit. I was just thinking well we're not allowed to use these ramps no because I'm but, always like walking on ramps right? that's what I'm saying so if you're you know you're whatever your back is hurting yeah, yeah. people don't see your your disability or your whatever yeah. you can still use the ramp or if you're in a stroller, you can use the ref. You can press that button that with the little wheelchair on it, and you can have the door open for you. That design of safe space is inclusive, hmm, where yeah. whoever wants to needs to use it can use it. The, yeah. and the one step they need to take is put those change tables in the men's washroom. Oh yeah. Yes, and they're working fall. on it. Yeah, they're they working are. on it. Yeah. And even family washrooms, like they have that in every mall now, mm-hmm. and we love them because my stroller can go right in there. I can change, and my entire family can go to the washroom, and our entire family can come out at the same time instead of standing outside and waiting for each other. So it's just having these spaces that are inclusive. So, you know, you have someone who's, you know, you're not really, when you look at them, you're not sure if they're a a man or a woman, or they may be fluid, they may not be either, they may be Mm -hmm. taking a different pronoun. They can choose to use the family washroom because it is an inclusive Mm -hmm. place. So sort of, that's why we're creating schools that are inclusive. Like we want kids to just be aware that is, you know, we're just trying to make everyone feel safe. And we're not trying to exclude anyone. That's it. We're just making it, like just we're just leveling the playing field honestly i would become i would say i'm a transgender just to use a woman's washroom that's horrible because the men's washroom is dirty as fuck and you know and there's always line line up so are you gonna stay in line with us oh you know what some trashy ass girls all the time when the club they'll always rush into like the men's washroom and they'll always take a piss down like dude this is fucking mad disgusting there's so (laughs) many piss on that on that seat yo yeah we don't we don't sit on the seat however Dude, yeah. you're gonna slip. You think we're gonna hit that ball all the time? I'm, you know why it's pissed all over the seat? First of all, people are pissing all over the ground. So you're like six feet away from the bowl. That's why you're pissing all over the place. But anyways, it's gross, man. Those, tra- those clubbing girls, that's something else. But circling back. Yeah. My, okay, yeah. My question is, I get all this. I know you're, you're on board with this whole LGBT cute. Um... Is that it's actually longer. I don't B, know. I'm so bad. B for bird. No, C a for two candle. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a two in there for, um, I forgot what it is, two-spirited, which is the indigenous um, third gender or like another 
gender. Fucking Pocahontas flying back, smacking these <laughs> people. Man. But anyways, um, that's a whole different. Yeah, you yeah. can invite me back for that topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, same seems like you're no no longer nervous. All right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, you got me fired up. <laughs> yeah. So, question: How do you feel about people telling them they relate to a lamppost? And please refer me to as a lamppost. What does that mean? What you know, mean? like this whole gender pronoun thing. It's like all inclusive. Like, oh, oh you yeah. know, I'm a cat. You know, what do you think about that? I think you're like. That's kind of like disrespecting the people that are actually like going through stuff to transition, right? No, it's not. It's because as much as you respect someone who's going through whatever they're going through and what deciding what pronoun they want to use. Mm-hmm. If you decide that you are neither, mm-hmm. that's okay too. You don't have to decide until you're ready, well, or that you you don't need to. But what if what if someone call asks you to call call them a cat? It's usually we usually say there. Like we wouldn't go out to say like go as far as to say like I don't know where you're hearing this from, and it sounds like to me yeah. it just sounds like a joke. You don't speak to them in English words. Yeah. You just say meow. Yeah. I, yeah. that's I came up. <laughs> Actually, I came up with this freaking theory right now. You came up with a theory? Right now, as I'm drinking this scotch. Okay. So. It's going to be good. It's, it's good. Um, a lot of these people are basically the generation after us, like in the 20s right now, right? I think it's because they fucking Disney was pumping out these animation back then, and everything's talking. Like, there's cat talking, the teapot's talking, uh, you know, like, candles are talking. Now they think they, they're, like, personified as a candle. So we're, we're <laughs> anthro. This is like a yeah, high thought yeah. without being high. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I, no, but yeah, I think if, you, if you take it there, then I don't think anyone will take these issues seriously. Does that that's make a, sense? That's the thing. Yeah, I'm saying like there's a lot of, not a lot of people, are, but there are people that are kind of ruining it for other but, people. Like there's, there's, you know, people who legitimately have these experiences and yeah. they need the representation and they need that safe space. And then there's crazy. Right, we don't need to go to crazy. Yeah. Just like how when we sorry, I'm like talking yeah. about, but like the like at least feminism. you're not tapping the table. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna throw the table soon. But um, with the feminism, right? Yeah. Feminism is equality of both genders. Mm-hmm. It's not the the small pocket of people who are, you know, going above and beyond, like doing crazy stuff. Like yeah. you can't. You but can't just grab a crazy shit. Crazies. Sorry. But the crazy makes the loudest noise. But we don't want to focus on the crazy. Yeah. It's. We need to we need to talk about the like what these real people are going through, yeah. And that's who we're trying to support. We're not supporting the crazies. Like, I feel like the gays and like, the lesbian, like LGBT, like the the OGs are kind of getting pissed off because like all these people that are crazy, like you said, like you described, like crazies. They're kind of like throwing this topic so far offside that so people are them. discrediting them. Exactly. Yeah, so but it's hard. Yeah, them. but it's hard though, right? Because no, like you, can, you have to ignore. You know I know, what? like. People like higher, higher beings, like the three of us sitting around this table can like filter out this bullshit, but like other people don't. Yeah. You laugh. Like Donald Trump got elected because and these dumbass people, I know <laughs> Facebook owned them, but because they're too selfish, like they can't see beyond themselves and their own issues. Is it worth dealing with the few like crazy people out there in order to help those people, those majority of people who are, you know, confused and, and bullied and sad about yeah. like whatever the state they're in. Like, I, I think personally it's worth having this, you know, this climate in place 
that you can support the people who legit legitimately need it yeah and deal with the people who are taking it to extremes yeah it just needs like, to, yeah it needs to be there i mean earlier we mentioned like mental health yeah mm -hmm. as a part of it and if you if you look back to you know the 90s or whatever the 80s and the 90s like pre-internet pre this discussion you had people who were you know people were transgender people existed mm -hmm. back then mm -hmm. uh gay people were yeah. were uh they existed and they must have gone through like hell on earth yeah like the bullying like constant bullying and not only bullying from like kids i'm talking bullying from like grown-ass men women yeah mm. bullying and the these workplace, kids right like opportunities that don't that aren't given to people who live a different lifestyle or have different beliefs like that's been the way that's history you know and so when you talk about oh i respect as a you know a teenager i respect that and if my friend um, came out as gay or if my friend was trans wanted to transition mm -hmm. I would still respect him or her and I would still love them and accept them But that's not the case at work or when they go out in the streets and they may not be getting discriminated by you But when they step out that door, it's a scary world out there. There are yeah. people who there are a lot of uh, People who are transgender who get hurt who get physically Attacked because of how they look. Yeah, and, and you know, it's even worse now is you know back in the 80s and 90s whatever if you're getting bullied outside you know at school or at work or whatever you come home you're in your safe space but now you want to come home and you turn on the computer you turn on facebook mm -hmm. you turn on instagram or whatever people can get you there too yeah, yeah. right and that circles back to this whole curriculum when we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, cyber bullying mm -hmm. cyber bullying is huge yeah and that only adds another like element to this whole discussion where you cannot escape the um, I guess the abuse. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, I mean, oh, but it's it's tough in terms of like it's a it's a tough world. And uh, why are we making it harder? It's not like not... we need to make it better for these kids. We need to prepare the next generation so that they are more accepting. Because clearly, right now we are in a world where a lot of people aren't. So if we can't change people now, we have to start way back and change the people like you know the kids coming into school now and growing up now like i don't i don't know how i became so different from the rest of my sisters like i can comfortably say all my sisters are conservative yeah. i don't know why i'm so liberal and i think it's because of the teachers that i had who who pushed me to, to think about well what's happening in our world and what can we do about it if i was um <laughs> finish. and you just stopped her point mid-sentence yes. what is happening <laughs> Is this porn stuff? Anyway, it's going to be good. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sponsored break. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else thirsty? <laughs> well, I just opened some Cheetos right now. <laughs> sorry, continue. I didn't mean to do that. I'm I don't remember. You're talking about like the teachers you had that like, right. assisted you at this point. Exactly. So like like five of us, five of our sisters, siblings, four of them are conservative. And I grew up in a very conservative family. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking my, like, for example, asking my mom, like, I was very confused when I was a child. Mom, is that a boy or a girl? I had little, like, had no idea. My mom just probably just went, shh, 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 don't worry about it, right? Whereas now we can have these conversations and we can, I can ask my teacher. And instead of saying, shh, don't worry about it, we can be like, well, you know what? Like, and I could re read a story about it. We could talk about it. And honestly, like, we're talking about it like, uh, we are outside looking or no inside looking out where oh, that's the outside world I taught in a school in Scarborough uh, a, a couple of years ago, and I had a grade five student a grade four grade four student who's who had uh, lesbian parents and Whoa, okay. Do you imagine how hard it is for her to grow up in you know a very 
tight-knit school, very small school, and there was only like one class for every grade, you're stuck with the same people every year. And like, we're, she was obviously very lucky that she had a very inclusive school and she had a support from her teacher and support from her principal. And by the end of that year, I wasn't in her class anymore, but she ended up speaking, um, she was a, a, a writer. So she ended up making, or I don't remember what, we were basically at some Ontario Science Center thing and she was presenting her poem that she wrote and it was about feminism. And like thinking about from her perspective, her own experiences, and, and she could have very easily been bullied, uh, made to feel bad about her parents, mm. um, or be you know embarrassed about her, her his family, but because she's supported, because she's loved, because we're accepting, and, and all this stuff, she bloomed, she blossomed. She can be who she is comfortably and shine. Like, you know what I mean? She can find her voice in her school. And like, how powerful is that? You know what I'm saying? And I, and I don't, and I ever, like, I never, want to like but to hit home i always think to myself if my son grew up or and he told me mom i I think i'm a girl i would completely support that or he came out said i'm gay i'm okay with that mom i'm bi i'm okay with that like i there's nothing it's nothing you can do yes but also think of i already and then i actually have this conversation with my husband and he's like but why would you want such a hard life for our son and it's not that i want that it's if my son is coming to me and saying this is my situation. And even like, if I can't support him, who is going to support him? Who is going to love him and, and, and know, like, let him know that he's worth, you know, worth it or that he can be loved or he's worthy of life. And, you know, and I just feel like a lot of these kids who have a, a house, home situation where their parents aren't supportive, like how hard that must be. Mm-hmm. Like to not even have a safe space. Like you said, you can come home from work or school mm-hmm. and you have safe space being at home. To not even be accepted at home. Another example, uh, uh, we taught recently at um, another school in uh, Scarborough, very, again, very small school. Uh, in grade seven, the student um, had sort of, in her writing, uh, had sort of written in like a, like a female voice. Yeah. Everything that she was writing was in a female voice. Um, well, sorry, I should really refer to him. He was writing in a female voice. And so the teacher had said, like, you know, I want you to know that um, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm, I'm getting the sense that you're trying to tell me something. And instead of saying, you know, oh, you know, it's just the phase, get over it. Or, you know, what are you talking about? That's crazy and shutting it down. This student was supported and now he has, no, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm really confused right now. Okay. I'm sorry. confused as shit too. I know, sorry, hold on. <laughs> like, uh, they? They? They, but I want to say he because I'm trying to differentiate he is so So he's originally born as a boy yes writing as a girl he was writing in a female voice Mm -hmm. in his writing so she um ended up transitioning and how old is this kid grade eight okay but again we didn't say hey you can choose which one you want right we just gave them a safe space to express themselves and now the whole school calls her by her no I'm so I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I actually it's really hard for me because this is I've heard the story. Yeah. I never actually met the, the student. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to, to wrap my head around the pronouns. But anyway, there. Don't worry. No one yeah, knows. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No one knows the truth. <laughs> Just tell us whatever. So. Um, Anecdotal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, they feel very safe at school. Yeah. But their parents still refers to um, them as their birth name. Yeah. So like. And like to the point where now it's been two years, the teachers who sort of ask for permission forms are looking at them and like, oh, who's this? 
they actually don't recognize the name because they're so accept accepting. Mm -hmm. Like they've accepted the new name, and when the parents fill out the forms, they're like, no, still calling them by their birth name. They're like, like what what is this? So we already know that they're not being supported at home. So at least when they're going to school, they could be supported. That was my point. Sorry. It's pretty hard. Like thinking that having a child myself now. Yeah. Yeah. Remember you asked me, now that I'm a parent of a boy, yeah. does that make me less of a feminist? No, 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 not less no, of a feminist, but more like, does it feel like he might have a harder time? Right, you did ask me that, because of the allegations of Me Too movement? Like, that's all that stuff, and sometimes yeah. like, you know, stuff that's more pushed, like very pro-female side now. Like, where I used to work... There was a corporate mandate to say we want to hire more female like management, and I myself was excluded from that management because I was not a female. Like every single one of my colleagues around were getting promoted up to you know manager, senior manager, assistant controller, controller, and for me being in the same position, because you know like the corporate mandate is because. The CEO there was very, you know, forward thinking. You know, good for him. But how can you say that is not sex, you know, sexist to put that in your corporate mandate? Like, this is what the company's got to do. How does that make every single men that's working there or even potential men that's applying there? Like, if you're applying for any managerial position, you're not going to be looked at first because our corporate... Cause for for me, when I do interviews or like go to, into interviews, I need to read up on companies like corporate goals, their corporate mandates, understanding what they are. Right off the bat, if I read, goal is to make more female, you know, management. And during my time there, I can see like it was an increase, like it was a jump in that. That's one of them. And you know, I'm not saying that's gonna stay this way forever, but at the same time, when you know. Not saying we got the best of it. Even being like, you know, a guy, I'm also a minority, <laughs> easily. I don't, I'm not getting like, I don't have like male privilege. I'm not walking around with my dick telling anyone to suck it. Then nobody's sucking my dick like that. But <laughs> only if you ask nicely. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you feel the same way? Uh, let's unpack that uh, a bit. So. I mean, they're trying to hire more females, but like historically, there's been men in that position of authority, mm -hmm. right? And I, I do this too. Like now that I'm like looking for uh, candidates for to fill a role, hiring by the way, um, <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> when when you're looking for someone, like aren't you really looking for like someone who is relate who can relate to you? You're looking for someone that's like you, yeah. that, you know, maybe has like the same background, whether it's like ethnic or whether they come from uh, the, the same like gender or whatever. Yeah. So you're looking for someone that you can work with and relate to. That's one of the things that men being in the position of authority have always kind of wanted to hire more men to be in the similar position to them, right? Because it's just easier for them to deal with. Mm-hmm. Right, but also like with this whole sexism, like women were sort of seen as not able to, we're too emotional, we're not able to make decisions, like you know. So if you actually ask a lot of like female managers are in, 
you know, in a position like Andrew, who's, who gets to make a hire, like from my, you know, unwarranted, not verified survey, yeah. they always say men are so much easier to work with. No, but like clearly, like I work, I, I work, our work environment's different, right? Because you're a teacher. And who are you asking? I'm asking like female like controllers and like VPs and stuff. Yo, I, I would have to see the reasoning, okay? Because while you guys are talking about that, I have a lot of ideas. But another thing is mat leave. Like yeah. you're talking about easier work with. Oh no! Oh, she's pregnant. She's gonna take a lot of time off. Like think about how your wife yeah. had to take a lot of time off to mm -hmm. go to her ultrasounds to go to her appointments and granted you went with her a lot and she really yeah. appreciated it um, but looking back when we have to put our life together we end up sacrificing our role in our career and so when you talk about it's easier to work with is it that you know like oh she's taking too much time off work she has no. to plan I'm, I'm just saying yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. actually know right no like, no you know, I asked you know them the yeah. okay tell me the reasons first they're saying girls are very emotional in a sense that they're not as straightforward or as easily read as a man. Guys are straightforward. Like if you don't, if we don't like you, you know we don't like you. We don't wear, we don't, we don't beat around the bush. Like the way I talk to a person, if I don't like them, they know right away I don't like them. Like that's how it is. They don't like that whole game. Like, and they know how how girls are. They know how they're gonna play that game. That's why they don't like it. Versus like guys, are just like just straightforward. Like, oh, you want me to do this task, or I'll do it. If you don't, if I don't get along with you, straight up, I'm gonna tell you like we're gonna have a conflict right away. We're gonna butt heads, and that allows them a chance to you know what, fuck this. I don't have to deal with this. I'm gonna cut this guy loose. That's the reason why. It's not about taking time off. I, I get it. Like, like if I was hiring, if I was ever put in that position to have to hire someone, that's probably not what it is. As long as you're a guy that has a wife or has a family. They'll understand like why you have to all those time. Like, I get that. That's one of the reason. And some people are cutthroat, like old school guys that hire people might take that into consideration. But I think most of the time nowadays, as people are more understanding of like what you know women have to sacrifice in terms of their career, you know it's understandable that that's going to happen, and it's it's a given. Like once they have a family themselves and they see the wife, uh, they basically know that it's. It's hard. It's hard for them. It's not like they want to go. It's actually easier for for me to go to work than it is to take care of a baby. I think there's a lot of um, layers to the mm -hmm. topic that you just brought up. Um, but one idea that sort of points out to me is you're talking about easy to work with, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking about versus qualified. Like, are mm -hmm. you going to hire someone based on likability? Yeah. Or are you going to hire the person who's the most qualified? For the job, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes it, into factor, and it is everything. You have it, to factor in everything. Yeah, even like for you, when you get hired, it, it goes through a principal, and like there's a lot of like connection, like having to deal with relationship building, right? You don't want to come, you don't want to be known as a difficult person to work with or something, and that's part of it, right? Like you're you're building that relationship, and even though we're coming from two different worlds, it, it's ultimately the same, like. We're seeing this person nine to five. We're seeing this person more than we're seeing our family, like three hundred sixty-five days of the year. Like, if we don't like this person, why? Why would you put yourself through hell? If you have the choice to do that, you know, why would you go and hire someone that you're gonna butt head with? Like, sometimes it's good to have that conflict, and it's gonna generate the idea. But most of the time, people are very passive, and they don't want to be in a conflict situation all the time. 
But if you're talking about easy to work with, isn't creating a place that's leveling the playing field, that's being inclusive and that's being respectful, isn't that a whole lot of easy to work with too? Like we're we're teaching the kids, the next generation, to be understanding, to be accepting, to be, uh, you know, supportive of each other. We're we're literally trying to create the next generation to be in a better position than we are now. And so I feel like this all goes back to, you know, teaching our kids to be more accepting. But back, sorry, going way back to your original point about asking or talking about how, uh, you know, you're um, hiring a female or they want to hire more females than males. Yeah. Um, just like Andrew was talking about how it, throughout history, it's always been a male dominated, uh, you know, workplace. But I just... In, I'm not saying, you know, of course it sucks, right? You know, like whatever it might be that they're getting promoted for. Could, like, I don't even know where to... Because you have to lock... You, like you said, you have to unpack it. There's so many layers. You're talking about privilege. You're talking about race. You're talking about gender. You're talking mm-hmm. about sexism. You're talking about feminism. Like, there's so many things to... And just like you said, you're a male, but you're 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 also a minority. Yep. So there's so many layers to this. And it just... A great example of when I went to teacher's college is um, we were talking about white privilege. Mm-hmm. And so the class is like, this is like a super sensitive topic. None of us are qualified <laughs> to talk about this. I, I'm comfortable <laughs> talking about it because I face so much opportunity to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But in that class, it was like um, uh, like basic equity class that mm-hmm. we were taking. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this topic, and we kind of like, you know, we had a, a you know a, a primer to it where we're like, kids is a safe space and mm-hmm. we don't want you to take, uh, we don't want you to feel guilty and stuff, and stuff like that. But we basically had the... And I, and again, related or not, the, most of the most of the people in my program were white. Mm-hmm. So you can see this room that's you know, a, like you know, one third of them are up in arms saying you know uh, reverse racism. You know, like this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're being mm-hmm. racist against white people. And then one one court one third is very guilty. I can't believe that our people did this to you. I feel so guilty, and they're crying. Like literally, I'm not joking. This is my my entire class. One third is like you know up in arms, completely like upset that we're talking about this all, at all yeah. and another third is like feeling so guilty about it and one third is just so confused like but I don't understand shouldn't they like I actually had someone tell me this when they when we're talking about um, how school boards try to hire a percentage of minority people mm-hmm. but if you look around it's still generally very white uh, where every school board we are like I don't, growing up, all our teachers were white, basically. The schools that I go to, most of us are white. Like, or I'm not white, but most of the teachers are white. Yeah, that's because, like, I think it has Hold to on. do with... Okay, yeah. Because okay. <laughs> I'm going to forget, and I have a lot to, to talk about. Um, so then she, one of the students, or she was, like, really confused. She was like, I don't understand. This is completely reverse racism, because just like in your yeah. position, right? It's not fair for me, because they should hire the person who's most qualified. That was her argument. And I was trying to explain to her, if that was the case, we would they would only, in every job, every field, they would only hire the white male, if that was the case. Because the entire school system, the entire world in North America, I'm not saying about the whole world, but in North America, is has built up for the white man to succeed. That's yeah, basically right, That's fair. Right? Except for so, the MBA, but yes. But <laughs> think of like, from the moment they come out of, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're already speaking English. Yeah. Um, they already have like a great neighborhood to live in. They have money. I'm just generalizing, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they already have, you know, 
after school programs that are going to help them become smarter, better, faster, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Then they continue going through school. People give them opportunities. So then they, they get to do, you know, speeches. They get to do valedictorian, whatever, whatever these opportunities are that makes them stronger and better and smarter, whatever. So they keep going to school. They kept, keep getting pushed over and they come out, graduate. Oh, wait, you're back to likability. The like, white man is always going to be the most likable. So I just, uh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm talking about like, like generally, yeah, right? Yeah. You're always, when these people in power are always going to help people who, just like you said, look like them, mm-hmm. right? And they're not going to support people who are different from them. Mm-hmm. You're talking about likability. Again, we're Asian. Mm-hmm. We tend to be a little louder. Oh, that's not likable. Like we're, we're, we're too loud. You know I'm just saying, I'm giving you an example. Okay. I don't like, right? we're loud. <laughs> we are loud. Please. Sorry. You mean, that, you mean that at the Chinese restaurant? Yes. yes we're loud, no, but, but in general, like yeah. our culture, we tend to shout. Yeah. We're not very, you know, sit at the table, fork and knife kind of, fork you know, and knife is such a, you know, brutal way of eating your food. I know. Totally. Yeah. Just use your hands. <laughs> but I'm saying, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying though? When you're talking about we should always hire people who are more likable or most qualified, it's always going to be those in privilege, those in power. And we are trying to knock that down. We're trying to level the playing field. So when we talk about how in your position, mm-hmm. you know, we're supporting women right now. I'm sorry, but like if you were a feminist, if you believed in equality, yeah. if you believe that, you know what, fine, men have been taking the, the steering wheel for far too long. Let's put someone else in the passenger seat. Like let's support are people because we want others to succeed instead of just yourself. Like, don't think about yourself for a second. Yeah. Right? And so you try to help other females become successful, and then then we sort of level it off. But we get we get a little bit better. We have a little bit more perspective. And I don't think that you should be hiring based on likability. Like, it should be most qualified, and it should be the most diverse. You don't. If you only hire the same people and put the same people in positions of power, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to create any, you know, change in our, anywhere. Like, we're not going to find a cure for cancer. We're not going to move forward with environmentalism, whatever it might be. Whatever you want to change, it's not going to change. What you're saying is, like, if it comes down to, if they're both qualified, say, they come out at the same place, same education. I'm talking about, like, an accountant-wise. Because it's pretty much, like, the path most of the time is the same path. Same education, same work experience at a firm, and two candidates, one is a guy, one's a girl, and they apply for it. And, you know, you say hire a girl because she's a female. Because we're trying to add more perspective. Let's just say, what if she's a very difficult person to work with? And you run through, you were about to hire her, but you run through your reference check, and all her... That's completely different. You're not going to hire someone if they're not qualified. They're quali- no, She's no, they're... not qualified because of her references. No, yeah, but like her reference is basically... One, one of it is like when you do a reference check, it's like, first off, does she actually work there? Second of all, how was she with the team? If she is a complete like bossy person and hard to deal with... Let's just say, I'm not saying like all, all female Then are like she's that. not qualified. How, how is that, that? That's part of likability. So you're no. saying likability is not likability, but like personality. Yes. It's built personality in. is like having leadership skills, uh, being able to problem solve, being creative, um, looking outside the box. Like I hate to use like teaching terms, but global competencies. Like just, mm. just like <laughs> like now we need people who are more diverse. We can't. And I get what you're saying, though. When you talk about, okay, you've, you've, you've a male and a female, and they're exactly the same, mm-hmm. and you're going to hire the female because we need more voice, I think that's, that's fair. 
But if you run the references and she's a horrible person, that's different. Then she's not qualified for the job. She, you mm-hmm. need someone competent in their position. And if they're going to be rude, that's not. What if you know that that person is super competent and you know she's going to kill at the job? But the fact is, you will not be able to work with this person because their personality is going to clash with your personality. But you're doing a good ass job. Well, but I, she can take it to the next level. But you don't want someone ramming their dick up your. Well, she doesn't have a dick, <laughs> but ramming her foot up your ass. Well, I think sometimes I look at it from from this perspective. I've worked on project teams. I've worked on various teams over the years. Things aren't always, don't always have to be easy. Yeah. Right? Like, I look at some of the complex things that we've tried to build over the years, and I look at some of the personalities that I've worked with. Sometimes the best ideas or solutions come when I don't agree with the person that I'm sitting across Mm -hmm. from. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't necessarily agree with the way they answer a certain question. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not like, oh, they're lazy mm-hmm. or yeah. they didn't think about it. They just like, you know, um, just gave a random answer or whatever. It's like they thought about it, but they thought about it from a completely different perspective. And it's not necessarily one that I would think about. But yeah, that their idea goes into like the pot. You throw all the ideas in the pot. Yeah. And, you know, their contribution, it kind of makes everything better. Mm-hmm. And I know the way that groups form, and we learned about Tuckman's model of like team performance or whatever. Where, is it like yeah. the four letters? But, yeah, I forget what it yeah. is, but like those initial forming and your your team storms at the beginning when you're like you're jockeying for power and you don't quite understand each other. A part of it is that, right? Like I look at my my current project that I'm on, and we have this new PM that that's joined us, and I don't always see eye to eye with with her. It's a, it's a female. I don't always see eye to eye with her, yeah. right, on the way she wants to do things. But I said, I said to myself, "You're the best person that we could get to work on this." Mm-hmm. Like I know that what we're doing, we're gonna have growing pains while we're doing this, but I'm okay with this. Yeah, right. I may go home at the end of the day and want to go to the gym and throw a medicine ball through, <laughs> through the window because I'm frustrated into another woman. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Come on, man. We're dark humor here. <laughs> But she goes to like your mills, like, hey, man. The girls are, hey, catch my balls right there. Um, Yo, these IG girl models, <laughs> wannabe models, they're out there doing glutes and shit. You think they don't want those guys, those jacked up males looking at them? It's true. To be honest, I think a lot of girls work out for other girls. And guys. Mm, that's not a lot of it. We get a lot of, not we, I'm sorry, I'm not part of that group, but <laughs> they like, do women it. get a lot of unwanted like attention. Whereas, like, yeah. we get support from other women. But, wow, but, you look really great. Yeah, no, man. They also Girls want attention, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, like, if I'm on, like, all these, like, dating apps or whatever, some of these girls just put their Instagram in there, and that's the only thing they put in there because they just want followers. Yeah, that's yeah. It, mm. Right? They have no intentions of, you know, talking to you or whatever. They yeah. just want those followers. Increase that follower count. Yeah, these, like, the world is coming to a pretty shitty place where people just thinking... They're gonna make money and become a social influencer. I'm like, dude, show the fuck out. You're not gonna be like influencer shit. You're just gonna sell me this diet tea mm-hmm. and this like teeth whitening shit. Which mm-hmm. who the fuck buys? No one buys that shit. But uh, yeah. people do, unfortunately. Yeah. Where are we going with this? I don't know. <laughs> it just it just trailed up. But I mean, fuck. The, the scotches. Are <laughs> 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 there time for another commercial break? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. What about the fact that, you know, circling way back now, I guess, to this whole uh, curriculum thing mm-hmm. and how Doug Ford is now 
having a snitch line mm-hmm. for like oh, teachers yeah, to like snitch on each other and parents okay. to like snitch on uh, yeah. teachers for not teaching the old curriculum. Do you think you can just not teach? No. You have to teach? Okay, so um, the thing is, which is very confusing for us, is we are, as professionals, highly encouraged to um, basically, I forgot the term again, sorry, it's late, and I'm like, can't remember the term. That's cool. Have a cup of sip. (laughs) (laughs) Have a cup of sip of this glam finish. (laughs) Cast collection. (laughs) They encourage us to um, teach cross-curricular. So they want us to teach uh, science and language. They yeah. want us to teach um, health in math or whatever that would. Yeah. I'm just trying to throw subjects together. Um, and so when we when they encourage us to do so, it's like we literally can teach health anywhere, any time of day. It's not just that once a week thing. And it, like even if my health teacher, uh, and I have usually have a health teacher. I taught uh, K to two. My health teacher teaches health. If my student has a question about caring for their teeth, or they have a question about you know hair on their body, I'm not going to say nope. Say that yeah, for your fucking health teacher. Hair on I'm their gonna, body at grade two. That's another great example. Thank you for pulling that out of me. Like so, I had you a, threw a it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I had a student who, uh, when we were reading a book, um, they're talking about how well this this character in the book is talking about how they feel very self conscious, and they're like, oh, you know, their, their body's changing, and so one girl in particular felt like yeah. that character really spoke to her because she said oh you know why why do i have hair growing out of my body and you know i i you know should i be self-conscious and i said no that's perfectly normal like your body is doing what it needs to do to to grow up but it like that that's a perfect example of where a student is coming to me with a concern yeah. they're worried about their physical development and if i'm not their health teacher does it mean i'm not going to go hey no, no 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 i'm not i'm not talking to you about that but if that at that moment that student needs me to tell her that she's normal and that she's okay and that what's happening is 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 what it's supposed to, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell her. You know, I'm not gonna just shy away from you know. Oh no no, that I'm not supposed to be teaching health because I'm not the health teacher. Like it, I'm just gonna do because it's we're here for the kids, kids first. You know, and on top of that, what's very confusing because there's there's plenty of other documents that have been in place long before this health document that supports being inclusive and um, teaching our kids to be. Um, understanding about their bodies and all that stuff. Like we, we have to, we have to teach them. We have a responsibility to teach them what they need to know. And I also took my librarian AQ. And there's actually we're not supposed to censor anything. So if a a student is asking questions or wants to read a book, and it's been quote unquote cens- like um, censored or you know it's on like a, a like a blacklist, we, there is no. They're really as a teacher we can't. If they're interested, we have to give them the resources to learn about it. Mm. So I just. I just find it really confusing when there's like all these other, you know, other like laws in place right now that support our teaching. And like even, like, I mean, I'm sorry, let me check my notes. To be honest, like, Doug Ford feels like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't. That's a (laughs) big part of it. We already concluded that, and we're both underqualified to talk about it. And you guys know exactly. And as teachers, it's infuriating because we're not being supported. I think, in in terms of like, he has a lot of shit to handle right now, and I think this is probably one of the things that he probably shouldn't look too yes, deep into. Exactly. Um, he got buck a beer done though. Buck a beer is complete bullshit. <laughs> no one wants to drink a dollar beer. It's been around forever. We gotta draw on our sorrows for electing Doug Ford. Yeah, dude. Like Lakeport. Who the dude? That's been a buck a beer. Loblaw's gonna jump in on this shit. No one cares about this. No one wants this watered down vanilla bullshit. That's fucking 
basically this is what Doug Ford drinks probably. They're, they're, he's engineering his government to make us all dumber in the long run. I think, just on a tangent while you prepare your point, <laughs> they are not allowed to talk about climate change anymore in social I, media. I read that. The government, social media, is yeah. not allowed to talk about climate change anymore. It's, 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 it's so backwards. It is backwards, and it's, it's funny because I laugh. I find humor in Donald Trump being elected. Uh, I guess my humor is coming from a sense of fear, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I can't do anything about it. I mean, if this is how it ends, this is how it ends. Um, What's going to happen? Uh, <laughs> We're going to be drowned by Buck of Beers? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, Doug Ford does not understand the economics to two to, to things. Like, first off, our buddy here, Wills, told us, with this whole NAFTA shit going down, the fucking aluminum tan's going to cost more than a buck. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> There's no way this shit's gonna float. Yeah. You know, and what it, it's not even like enforce. It's like, oh, brewers, please make a buck of beer. Why the fuck would you want to drink that shit? Yeah. I've been freaking like chilling out, like you said. I've been posting pictures of all these like uh, Ontario Craft Brewery, Ontario Craft Brewery, yeah. uh, <laughs> number one source if you like your hoppy beers. Sponsored, unsponsored, not, <laughs> not an ad. <laughs> Where's my money? Um, basically, it's like, there's taste. You don't want to. Well, Doug Ford just caters to the folks that... Folks. 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 folks <laughs> that... His favorite word. Yeah. You know, are in the lower class, mid, middle class, like lower middle class. You know, they're telling them like, oh, we're going to cut taxes and do all this. Remember what happened to the whole rebate, like the environmental rebate? Yeah. All these people throwing their hands up and they're like, yo, what the fuck? What ha- I, ha- I have Windows set up to be installed and now I'm going to like not get my rebate? And these are the same right or conservative voters that voted mm-hmm. them in and they don't know what they're voting for. They yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's funny that's happening to them. It's like, you know what? It's like, you don't, want, you don't want that money. You don't want to pay for that money. There are like the taxes, right? This is what's going to happen. Where do you think it's going to happen? This guy doesn't even know how to do the math. He came up with a budget that doesn't even balance or doesn't even make sense. And yet you voted him in. And was it surprising that he won? It wasn't, a, it wasn't surprising. Yeah. It was surprising that NDP didn't even fucking come that close. That's surprising. What were you looking up? <laughs> that was a very aggressive tone, yes. but <laughs> you were on a you were on a rampage there. Yes, I know. I didn't want. I was to like grow. fucking sit six, uh, six zero or whatever yeah. it is. Today. Yeah. God, that guy, that guy grinds my gear. Um, sorry, I was just saying. Um, there's the Ontario Human Co- uh, Rights Code that supports this kind of teaching, this inclusive design. Um, and then the Accepting Schools Act in 2012 that also basically tells us that we have to talk about LGBTQ and that the gender is, is fluid and that we have to, you know, that it's, it's a, not, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, the gender is fluid, basically. So, I can actually read to you if you want. Uh, no? So uh, let, me, let me talk about that. <laughs> like, like you, you may have a good point because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. If you talk about it, then, you know, the snitch hotline is there. Like, you could get in trouble. Mm-hmm. You if think you, anyone's going to be a martyr in doing it? You never know. People there are, are people always going to be people who are, yeah. You guys Everywhere have to you do, go, like, I am Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you go, there's always a rat bastard ready to turn you in. That's yeah. true. There's always a whistleblower out Especially there. Especially parents who think they know better. Yeah, and kids, 
trust me, kids don't know like left from right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they will like listen to you in the classroom and then go home and tell their parents like another story. Right. And then now you're in trouble. Can't you just but you have like a permission form and just say like, oh, I do not want my kid to participate in this health. It class. actually is a choice. Yeah. So literally, like since it's come out, it has always been a choice. It's we are about to or we're going to speak about this. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, like you know, this is a consent letter. And you sign it and you can actually pull your child out if you don't want them to participate yeah. so I don't understand what the big deal is yeah if you don't want them to learn about ABC then don't you know don't put them in for those couple of days like I, I just yeah but or that they're gonna miss out in class but you're their babysitter what are they gonna do exactly. without you right yeah they're but, dam- damned if you do damned if you don't if you don't teach it then you're in violation of the human rights code you're violation yes. of the charter what are you what is a teacher to do this is a fucking exciting, like exciting times in terms of like the stuff that's happening all over the world, uh, like locally, you know, externally, like you know, international. It's just like a changing of the times. I feel where we're. I hope to see this through in my lifetime. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna. I think we've come a long way. I just think that with you know Donald Trump and with Doug Ford being where they are now. It's almost giving these people who are, you know, single-minded, who are bigoted, who are just, who don't understand. It's a, it's a last hurrah. That's what I it is. I think they actually think they're, like, th- that things are going well for them. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, my voice is finally heard. Whereas their voice has always been there, and it's just that we've sort of taken it away for a while with Obama and, you know, with, with the liberals trying to, you know, be a bit more fair or whatever. I, I, whatever your opinion might be, but... Socialism... Communism seems to be the way to go. Nah, don't, don't, don't quote right, me on comrade. that. I'm just <laughs> comrade, drink this Glenfiddich. <laughs> drink this vodka. Yeah. No, but yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, our Joe Rogan experience, influence will always say the pendulum is swinging hard. <laughs> it's always going to swing one way and it's going to balance out and swing the other way. Yeah. It's the world in balance, right? It's, it is like what's happening. We had a long liberal government. Yeah. yeah. So it's bound to happen where we're going to swing the other way. Just like we had, what, 10 years of Stephen Harper. Now we're the other way. Now our prime minister cries all the time. <laughs> How did you feel about that? <laughs> what? About him crying about everything. And he came Do up you feel like he's kind of like overdoing it sometimes? Like... The whole him crying, coming out and crying about, you know, like the indigenous people. I think. Do you that feel like it's sincere and genuine? I think he's in a position, like a very tough situation, where he has to, like, please a lot of people and do what's right, slash, do what's right. Like it's like, a lot of it might be sort of to please the people and, and sort of, oh, he feels bad about it. Okay, we won't be so hard on him, like. You know what I'm saying? He like, got me too, right? It's, Shit, getting, right? it's getting empathy, right? Yeah, no one remembers that. <laughs> no one remembers he got me too. Yeah. What's your stance on me too? Like, no, like in terms of like how, like. You're really unpacking this. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it's fucking. It's a lot. Okay, cross that up. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, like we we should end on, like we're not gonna end on this right now. Yeah. But we we should just like kind of like slow slow it down yeah. and yeah. you know okay. kind of yeah. cruise it up. I want to say. Being a teacher is probably one of the things I wish I was. I, you know what? I think you would be a very good teacher. I think that you um, have very good leadership skills, and you are very relatable, and you 
have a good way to. This sounds like a rejection to no. drop that platform. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of kids would like seeing you as their teacher because you bring a yeah. lot of fun. The PE yeah. teacher, you're the phys ed teacher. Yeah, I think you're no. Actually, I, I think I want to teach like history and accounting. Yeah. Oh, How so much, you'd be like be Mr. So Mr. Foster, <laughs> history or geography? Yeah, he likes geography, physical education. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think right. you'd be great. Um, I just no, yeah, no, I think you'd be great. No, you just what? <laughs> <laughs> I just think you'd be a very different person if you were a teacher. As in, you you have to like you you. Well, that's not true. It is true, and it's not true. There's a lot of people who have been teaching for a very long time who have a certain way of thinking about the world, and they you know even people I work with like you move around different schools. It's always the good old days when it was Scarborough. Scarborough board, you know, mm. and they always go back to the good old days. But what they don't understand is the world is changing. Our students are changing. Their needs are changing. We have to adapt. But they always want the kids to come to them and meet them where they are. Whereas I think the new teachers now are, we're equipped to think about students from where they are and seeing the value in what they bring to us. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the new and the old, the new school versus old school kind of mentality. Um, I kind of forgot where I'm going with this, but... <laughs> How about... Oh, right. So, like, I think if you were a teacher now, yeah. your views would be very different because mm -hmm. you would be forced to think about the world from the eyes of your students. Like, right now, you I have... I smoke a lot of weed. That I see the views of a lot of people. <laughs> Too many people. Empathy overload. You make... Man, I feel like you... You think I don't have empathy. No, it's not that you don't have empathy. It's that you base a lot of your opinions on your experiences, which is normal. Mm -hmm. But your experiences generally um, differ from what my experiences are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could very well become a teacher and have your, your same values and your mm -hmm. same, like, you know, yeah. perspectives. Um, but I just feel like there is a... People tell right away. Like, the new wave of teachers is we are very inclusive. We are very empathetic. We are, you know, here for the kids. Yeah. And... Um, you stick out like a sore thumb a little bit because okay, no, only because I'm surrounded. Like yeah. it's just who you're surrounded with, right? Yeah. I'm surrounded by people who are very accepting and very loving and very open-minded, and it makes it when you come, you know, when we have our conversations, we kind of butt heads. That's yeah, all. and isn't this what we're all talking about for this last hour and fifteen minutes? <laughs> yeah, about having diff differing voices in the workplace yes. and in society. It's being respectful. Yeah. To part of. There's this question that came up in another podcast that I was listening to. They're asking, can you name two teachers that you can consider that was influential in your life? Like, as in, like, kind of stoke that curiosity fire. I honestly can't name one. And it's pretty sad. It is a little sad. Right? And I... Is it because you valued your time outside of school more? No, I just don't think the teachers that we grew up with was... In, like, to be fair, a lot of them... Actually, you know what? There's one person, like the history teacher, Mr. Basso. But I think, oh. I feel like a lot of times, his spirit and energy got sucked away as the yeah. years went by. I, I hated mm -hmm. that guy. Yeah. Oh, no. But when you look at it, he was as enthusiastic yeah. as possible. Mm -hmm. He wanted to basically share his excitement about history mm -hmm. to the rest of us but us being fucking teenage angst people don't give a shit and it's sad right like you're gonna hear this from podcast once you catch up to like those joe rogan mm -hmm. ones that i was listening yeah. to it's like saying it's like a band teacher yeah. like our band teacher he is so enthusiastic 
to a point where he became a band teacher and he wanted to impart his enthusiasm for for his love of music to us. But yeah, we laughed at his face. Into his face. Mr. Forehart. Mr. Forehart. He got to a point where it's like he had enough shit, he just yeah. quit. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like when you think about it now, like we're at we're not at his age, right? He's probably like ten years older than what we were at yeah. right now, but he was at one time this young buck out here thinking he's gonna change the world and be like, I'm gonna go and show these kids what you know music and life is about. And here we were kidding around and not taking it seriously. And I feel kind of bad. Yeah, we used to. Uh, you talk about Mr. Foyhart. We used to torture that guy. Yeah, we we had him too, right? Mm-hmm. Sure you guys Same district. Yeah, like he would come to us and we would just be dicking around the whole time. I remember this one story about how we went to this um, recital yeah. at Midland Collegiate when Midland Collegiate uh, yeah. was around. So we, we went to this recital, we we're supposed to play a song. So Port uh, P.S. gets up there and we start our song and we are a complete and utter train wreck <laughs> to the point where it was so bad we had to stop playing. We had to stop. Wow. We had to stop in front of everyone. <laughs> and then we all, we all fucking laughed, including Mr. Foyer. He fucking laughed, and everyone in the crowd. That was the day he did his heart. That was the day his heart fucking shriveled up and died. Yeah, (laughs) that moment, you know, it's just like yeah, we had this almost same same thing. I don't know if you remember this, but we're performing in some some other school. We're doing some performance out there, and right before we played the music, I don't want to drop the name, but our percussionist who are friends of ours, <laughs> dropped his drumstick. Before the whole... All you had to do... He played the bass drum. So he hit the bass drum. He dropped his drumstick. I'm like, oh, man. But anyways, I'm just saying, like, I appreciate you're a teacher. And it's a profession that's very, like, you know, what's that word I'm searching for? I, I honestly have no idea. Um, it's not glorious. It's not glorious, but it's it's like you have you one of the most deserve, valuable jobs in yeah. society. You guys are shaping yeah. the kids, and you guys are influencing the kids, and you guys yeah. deserve more than what we yeah. do. And and, and and you came on and you you influenced us, yeah, as, as one of our most well-respected guests. Yeah, and I think like. <laughs> Are you saying you don't respect Wilson and Derek? No, like, what, what I want to say is, you like... come on as a professional. Yeah, yeah, you come on as a professional, yeah. like me and Nate. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, that's the reason why I brought it up. Like, you know, just be that teacher that the kid, one kid can turn back and one day get asked that question and they can go and say, you were an influential teacher. I appreciate that. I try. Yeah. But it's like... We also see a lot of students. We don't remember all our students. I know, but it's... <laughs> I wanted to end on that sentimental note. I know, sorry. <laughs> you There's another sentimental note. There's but... a lot of pressure. Like, you, you're like, uh, you know, with the teachers, you don't remember your teachers, but we don't remember all our students either. I know, I know. <laughs> but if you're a good teacher, there's going to be more than one, one, one student, and you'll yeah. know you're a good teacher at the end of your career. Yeah. So, uh, that would be a good note to end it on. Yeah. But anyways, I want to say, you know... To my bro, Andrew. Shit, this Glenn Fish hit me hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you're traveling. And not that it's going to happen, anything. But sometimes it's good to say, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Thank you so much. Don't get yourself killed out in 
Korea. Uh, He's not gonna get killed in Korea. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to. I'll try to be the one doing the killing. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> Merk up some stuff. You know what I'm saying. All right. Anyways. I just want to thank you guys for inviting me. I had a really good talk. It was very nervous. Uh, but it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I think it, I was definitely sure you were not going to be nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, we're going to have lots to talk about once Andrew comes back. I'm pretty sure we're going to have you back on. Yeah. Every, you know, oh, in the future. I'm going to be back yeah. on? You sure you're yeah. not? I haven't ruined your podcast. Well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll wait, wait for the number. There's a reason yeah. why, there's a reason why we have no comment section. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Until then, we're going to check back in in a couple of weeks. Peace. Right. Thanks, everyone.